is going on with this Hunter Biden guy? What, what's happening with him? Because this guy fascinates me at this point. He, he's really kind of a, an intriguing soul that seems self-tormented on the one hand, but he's also despicable in every other way. Um, I mean, think about it. He, he just doesn't seem to have a handle on life. He disowns his daughter or doesn't recognize her, for one thing, does the coke thing, uh, sleeps with his brother's sister before he dies, and then continues on the affair after he dies. Before. Yeah, you didn't know about this? No, I didn't okay, know yeah. it was together. I didn't know he... Oh, yeah, no, the, the whole thing is it's just insane. It, it's just a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And then, of course, he, he's, he's a nothing. He's, he's one of these guys, like a trust fund kid, that is just a bad seed. And, and I have to say, it, it's probably because his father and mother made him a bad seed. They, they created... When, when you don't teach the value of money... To your kids, don't let them uh, get a job on their own. Tell them that they need to make their own bones when they get older. You get Hunter Biden. That's what you do. Okay, this this coked out addict who just has sex romps everywhere. He's he's the exact opposite of the Trump kids. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, in the, in the battle between Biden and Trump, one of the aspects, and I think a very important aspect, is the um, the quality of their respective kids. Okay, you've got Hunter Biden on the one hand, and you've got Donald Jr. and what's his name, the, the other guy? Oh, my gosh. Eric. Eric, yeah. Eric and then Ivanka, of course, and the other girl, Lara. Um, they're, they're just incredibly stand-up kids who have a sense of purpose, who have accomplished things in their lives. And, and they're going places. I mean, it, it says something, right? Now, you may say, you may very well say, well, Barack, what does that have to do with their, their ability to independently run, you know, run the country, you know, yeah, you're right. Okay. I, that's fair. But if, if that's the case, then let's not vote for them based upon whether or not you can have a beer with them. Yeah. Okay. Or, or whether or not he had an affair or whether or not he said that what he said in, in the Billy Bush uh, tape. Okay. Yeah, right. That's not relevant either. Right. You can't have it both ways at the end of the day. Anyway, Hunter Biden goes and he, and he gives a surprise visit on Capitol Hill, suddenly appearing out of nowhere um, it's not clear exactly why he did that. I, I was on Newsmax and I said, I, I think the reason why is that he wanted to be able to say that he appeared. Hey, I, I showed up. Uh, here's the subpoena that you, you told me. I, I, so here I am. And so they, they started asking. They started getting ready to ask him questions. And I guess he didn't count on that. So he ran away. As soon as Stefanik started asking questions, he was out of there. That was amazing. God, this guy has no sense of uh, no, no sense of of who he is and how he's making himself appear. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, if he was coked out uh, in the process. Oh, absolutely! And to go back to your thing, it's it's a sad life. He's fifty four years old, and to wake up from his fevered drug dreams and all of this stuff and say like, I have accomplished nothing in my life. Joe Biden has stolen that from his child. It really is a sad thing. And stealing the values isn't like, oh, so they work or they're good citizens. It's so they can wake up every morning knowing, like, no, I actually matter in this world. And it's clear that he doesn't feel that he matters in this world by everything he does, by the drug use, by the, the 
loose, negotiable financially relationships he has with women and everything that he doesn't even believe in himself. I, I like the way you put that. that that's actually very interesting. <clears throat> um, when he looks back on his life, what, what have I accomplished? Uh, literally nothing. I've just existed. I've consumed. I've, I've impregnated some women. And God knows what those kids will turn out to be like. What, what, who are you? Who, who am I? These, this is the essence of, of why we're here. You, you have to find your purpose. And the purpose does not come from drugs. It never will, or from booze, or from, you know, wild sex. It just doesn't, these are temporary flings with your libido and your hypothalamus. That's it. That's all it is. It's self-indulgent. It's, it, it, it's absolutely aimless. Whereas the Trump kids are completely the opposite. Okay, it's, it's, it says something. It doesn't say everything, but it says a lot. Okay. Now, speaking about his father, Joe Biden, uh, a lot of very interesting things that, so he goes on this uh, stump speech to um, the South Carolina church, I guess it's the AME church, um, Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And he, he wants to uh, tell you know, the world what he thinks about what's what and how important he is and uh, how he's a trailblazer. So he kind of goes all over the place. Here he is speaking about um, about how well. well let, let's just play it because I, I, rather than me kind of saying what what it is, I just want to play it. To pray with you, the word of God was pierced by bullets and hate, and rage, propelled by not just gunpowder, but by a poison, poison that's for too long haunted this nation. What is that poison? Hmm. Well, I wonder what that poison is for you, right? <laughs> what do you think that poison is that he's going to say, huh? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> just, just tell me, right? <laughs> what do you think the poison's going to be? MAGA extremism. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, sir. You are right. Uh, it's, well, let's see it here in his own words, okay? Supremacy. Oh, it is. It's a poison. Throughout our history, it's ripped this nation apart. It says no place in America. Not today, tomorrow, or ever. From that day, this nation saw this congregation, this community, demonstrate one of the greatest acts of strength I have ever seen. I mean it sincerely from the bottom of the act of forgiveness. Okay, so he kind of goes on and on. This is a rambling speech. I'm going to be playing other excerpts from the same speech, but it's, it, what is it? It's about, an, no, it's more than an hour long. It's almost an hour and a half long. And he just rambles from one point to the other. So this white supremacy part of it um, is all about wanting to tell the black community, hey, don't look at your unemployment situation. Don't look at inflation. Don't look at the, um, the, the strife that, the Obama administration and my own administration have created in the past, uh, you know, 10 years. Uh, but look at white supremacy. That, that's the problem. Never mind that you don't see any videos, you know. In, in this day and age, if there ain't a video, it ain't happening, right? Now, and I'm not talking about like a, a punch in the face, like it was a one-time event, right? If, if white supremacy was so prevalent 
in America, you would expect to see some videos from time to time. Yeah. Maybe a, a bunch of you know, skinheads going up and going up to a black kid, for example, and just beating the crap out of him. Okay, then, then, then you would see it. And of course, we would be talking about it nonstop, 24-7, right? Yeah. But no, you, you'd expect to see maybe a, a parade or two of white supremacists or something. But no, nothing. But they want you to believe it's the greatest threat in America that has ever been known. And this was what gets me. It's, and, and I think you made that in what you just said is like not white supremacists, people who think white people are supreme. Blacks are superior in basketball. That, that's just, you know, like on an average, there are some really good white people. But he's saying that the supremacy of white people is the problem. White supremacy. He's not white supremacists, people who believe that lie. He's actually saying white supremacy, the fact that white people are supreme, Biden is saying, is what's destroying America. Not, you know? Oh, okay. I, I think he's, okay, I, I may disagree <laughs> with that. I think, he's, I think he's goading people. He's trying to tell them that they're white supremacists everywhere. Right. We need to fight them, and we'll, we'll stop at nothing. Uh, uh, he may very well believe that whites are supreme himself, and that's not a good thing for the country. I, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I think he's trying to say that the white supremacy is a problem, that there are people, skinheads going out there trying to kill people. So, look, it's, tragically, uh, there was a shooting at that very church, and so that's the reason why he's there, precisely so that he could, you know, it could be a lightning rod for all the issues and, and divert any attention from the real issues that he's dealing with, whether that's, uh, you know, the, the pullout from Afghanistan, the Ukrainian war, uh, his inability to... Um, you know, help in any way with the Hamas war, uh, inflation, uh, unemployment, the, the border situation. Uh, you know, there's so many things we can list. Um, and, and that he wants to get rid of. He just doesn't want you to pay. So it's, you know, look at this shiny object, whatever it is. Look at the monkey, look at the monkey, right? That's the, the concept. Um, he, he constantly wants you to be distracted. That's his job, apparently. Yeah. Uh, anyway, distractor in chief, as they, they might say. Let's, uh, let's hear yet another clip from this, uh, this genius, okay? He knows the power of truth and the power of lies. He knows what happens when people are allowed to whitewash history, erase history, bury history. He knows what the Bible teaches. We shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. But the truth, the truth is under assault in America. What, but however so, will you please explain, Mr. President? I'm, I'm curious. Tell me more. Consequence. So is our freedom, our democracy, our very country, because without the truth, there's no light. What? Is that true? Yeah. How come you haven't told me about this before? Without the truth, there's no light? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm learning so much from yeah. this guy. All right. And then right after that, there was uh, this... this uh, disruption from pro-Hamas uh, supporters. Let, let's hear very briefly about how he handles it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it's good either. Here you go. Without light, there's no path from this darkness. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. 
Okay, so this goes on for a bit. There's a lot of uh, protesting, heckling, essentially. It has nothing to do with the, the mission of, of, you know, talking to this, the black congregates of this church and to deal with white supremacy. Um, and, and they, you know, now that I think about it, these protesters themselves, I don't even think that the white supremacy thing means anything either because why would they disrupt it? Because now they're talking about ceasefire now in, in Hamas. That to them is the real issue. I'm not saying that I agree with them. Of course I don't. But at least that's an issue that actually exists, right? right? Yeah. So, uh, so he doesn't handle it very well. Uh, and then he proceeds to actually address them, saying, I've talked to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and we are looking to a de-escalation of uh, troops in Gaza, and everyone's happy about that. It's, it's very weird. Um, okay, so just uh, that, okay, more meandering from uh, this uh, president of yours, um, Devin, I don't know why you <laughs> voted for him. Here, <laughs> so here, here we go. This is very interesting, this next part. Then we all came together to put the country before ourselves. The lies that led to January 6th are part of a broader attack on the truth of America today that we all have seen before. The same movement that throughout the mob, the United States Capitol isn't just trying to rewrite history, January 6th, they're trying to determine to erase history. Whoa, erase history. That would be, that would be the worst. Uh, that would just be ever so bad, Devin. They'd tear down statues. Oh, it's yeah. just tearing down statues, you know, like that. You know, <laughs> wait, I forget what side that, that makes that argument all the time. Wait, uh, I thought history was racist itself. But, so I would think it would be good to erase history. No? Please explain to me, yeah. Mr. President. Yeah, riddle, riddle me that one. Uh, let's continue on. And your future. Banning books, denying your right to vote and have it counted, destroying diversity, equality, inclusion all across America, harboring hate and replacing hope with anger and resentment. Well, just the other day, I noticed that in my cupboard yeah. that my um, hope and, and uh, that, that was missing. And I, I had to replace it with anger and resentment. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, you have to do that. You yeah. know, and, and the good thing is that Amazon, that, they, that thing with uh, Alexa, <laughs> it, it does it for you. Oh, so good. yeah, when when you're running out of hope and and aspirations, you it, it will replace it with for you. So it's kind of nice. It's cool. That's technology for you. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that this guy just says anything. I mean, how many things were there that that meant absolutely nothing, right? Uh, he talked about how uh, in January 6th, they're trying to re rewrite history. He talked about that. Um, what was the other things he said? Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. okay, they, they're replacing. Oh, yeah, oh, getting rid of yeah. it's truth. What else? Yeah, the supremacy and making sure that, like, the exclusion. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, getting rid of uh, diversity. about exclusion. Right. Like, yeah, getting rid of diversity, equity, and in inclusion. Yeah. Uh, we're getting rid of that. Oh, and the banning books. Yeah. yeah. Banning uh, the Bible from schools. Yeah. Right, yeah, for oh, wait, sure. No, no not, not oh. no, yeah, not that. It's yeah. right. No, it's okay. Books, yeah. So it is okay to bend the Bible. Yeah, it's very complex to me. I, I, yeah. I got Maybe we should do a Venn diagram because Michelle Obama likes those. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Kamala Harris. In fairness, sorry, sorry. Kamala Harris says that she likes to to have Venn diagrams. So I'd like to see the Venn diagram: all the books that are being banned, yeah. that are actually being banned, and the books that they claim that are being banned. Yeah. Okay, so I don't and think there'd be. <laughs> and pornography. <laughs> There'd be very little overlap, actually. The, yeah. the, the books that are actually banned are the Bible. Right. And anything to do with God whatsoever, anything that's aspirational toward God. 
but the the books that that uh, uh, you know that they want to that the conservatives would like not to be in the schools, right. and then they they call it banned. I mean that's that's the cute word. And so you have this image of of these Christians in white hoods, no less. You know, there's the white supremacy for you. Um, are burning books. Right there's a big bonfire. You're yeah, right. that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's yeah. happening. You can see the smoke from everywhere because you know why I know because there are, there are videos of it everywhere. Right, you yep. know it. Yeah, right there it is with along with the white supremacy uh, parades. Yeah, and the people beating up uh, that young black kid that I talked about. There's yeah. plenty of videos there. Yeah, what's and that? Not censoring in social media. At all. No, not at all. No, no, it's not being scrubbed. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. I mean, we haven't found it yet, no. but I'm telling you, it's there. Because we have hope. Because we have hope, <laughs> hope and change, baby. Yeah. All right, that's very funny. Uh, I just uh, anyway, let's continue on to see if there's anything that might come out of this. Yeah. Dangerous view of America. That narrow view of America, zero-sum view of America, that says, if you win, I lose. If you succeed, it must be I fail. If you get ahead, I fall behind. And maybe worst of all, if I hold you down, I lift myself up. That's not new in America. Every stride forward has often been met with ferocious backlashes. Okay, so... That's amazing to me. This, this, it's not a zero-sum thing. It, you know, I can't succeed unless you fail. That's a Republican talking point. That's a conservative talking point. Yeah. They, they think that life is a zero-sum game. For every rich person who makes money, that means he must have taken it from a poor person. Right. And that's the way it works. You know? So now he has less and, and I have more. Yeah. But, but we say, no, it's not a zero-sum game. You, you can have everyone... Fairly well off, off, may even fairly rich, but because it's not a zero sum game. Yeah. That a rising tide floats all boats. I think he actually uses that phrase later on in this. Um, we'll continue on with the thing. I, I forget whether or not he actually says that. If it does, I will jump up and I'll say there, there. Okay, but but that's a, a conservative phrase, and yeah. now he's he's co opting it, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue on. From those who fear the progress from those who exploit that fear for their own personal gain, from those who traffic in lies told for profit and power. Can, can you just give me an example, sir? I mean, I'm all with you. Really, I am. Uh, just maybe an example or two. Well, how, how can we traffic in lies for the purpose of power, I think he said, right? Yeah. Can you, can you give me an example, Mr. President? I just, that, just give me a nugget. Right. Exactly. It's like... like lying and then getting the opponent or the potential opponent taken off the ballot or lying and getting all the supporters of your opponent thrown into prison without any even like a trial for several years. Maybe that. Well, now I think you're being absurd. That would never happen. <laughs> no, Come on. No, no. Nobody would try to litigate to, to try to get a candidate off the ballot. That's silly. I mean, yeah. now you're being conspiratorial. It's, it's weird. Even okay. paranoid, I would say. White supremacy. Right. And, and, and then, you know, putting people in jail without any trial. Come on. Yeah. This is America. America. Stop. Yeah. Stop. All right. Here we go. But here in Charleston, you know the power of truth. Less than a mile from here was one support where almost half of all enslaved Africans were trafficked to North America and forced on our shores. And now, you have a world-class museum there. 
Okay. Uh, he kind of meanders there a little bit. Uh, suddenly he's talking about slavery. Like, okay, we got it. Slavery was bad. Okay. And, and it's too bad you guys promoted it. And it was our Republican president, the first one, that actually defeated it. But let's not. <laughs> Since we're co-opting things, we're already in the business, in the business of co-opting everything. Conservative. Why not? Why stop there? Who cares right? about the people who died fighting? That's right. Yeah, six hundred thousand men dying for that. Uh, it, you know, no big deal. That's it's just a technicality. Yeah. I want you to hear this. Uh, you you may not realize it. Not only is he so important in the fight against slavery. Apparently, he he, he looks old enough to, to have <laughs> done that. So he might actually be telling the truth there. Yeah. Uh, although I think he'd be on the wrong side of that one. Anyway. Uh, he actually was the one who made civil rights happen. Did you know that? I did you know, know that? that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't believe me. No. You have this incredulous face on right. you right now. But he, he I'll prove it to you because yeah. you know why? Because he said so himself. It's true. He could not lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the president of the United States. By definition, he cannot lie. Yeah. Right? So let's, let's hear it from his own words. I was talking downstairs. I... Uh... I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's why I started a civil. No, I'm serious. I started a civil rights movement. I used to go to 7:30 mass. Did you hear that? He started. He really he's, that. I, t- I told you he said it. I started a civil rights movement. <laughs> wow. And this guy, you know, I know he doesn't look the part, but he's black. Because yeah. he, he went to this church, and that's all he did. He, he, started, he, he just started saying it. He went to 730 Mass, whatever. You know, I'll continue on. This, could, this guy's more black than anybody in the congregation. And more Jewish than anybody. Oh, yeah, he's also Jewish. Yeah. And I go to 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock service with the reverend who was then running the church. is now the bishop. She's a bishop, and I'm told your bishop had been there before in South Africa. That's where he is right now. The point is that I've been blessed to worship here before as well. Okay, so he got in the South Africa thing now. So, like, she's in South Africa. Presumably she's black. And, 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 and that's good. That's good because South Africa, of course, is now a great country. Yeah. Now that it's getting rid of all of its white people and Jews yeah. um, and basically wants to become a communist uh, dictatorship. But other than that, it's a fantastic country. It's going to do great. It's going to do great. Because <laughs> if we know one thing from history, countries that go communist, they really fare well, uh, both economically and for their people. Freedoms abound as a result. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, now, look, uh, turning a little bit to the issues of uh, Hamas and Israel and such like that, you know, every day that passes, we have more and more confounding comments from protesters who really don't know anything about Israel and yet have very strong opinions. Here is a, uh, a protest, a protester speaking at the uh, Los Angeles National Cemetery, Cemetery, which is right very close by in Wilshire and um, a veteran. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, right there. So there's a federal building nearby. Right. Yeah. They had a big uh, protest there because that's what you do around that area. And they started defacing the cemetery. Classy, classy. Yeah. And then it says, you know, stop the genocide and, you know, free Gaza and things like that. So that, that's appropriate because that's what you do. Yeah. You, you deface a cemetery uh, because that's what the soldiers stood for 
uh, in, in that cemetery, you know, the, the World War II veterans, what they were really doing was they were fighting for Israel. Yeah. You didn't know that. Right. Israel didn't exist at the time. Right. But that's what they were really doing. Right. And they were, you know, committing a genocide, I guess, against the Gazan people right. uh, that didn't exist at the time, I guess. Uh, so that's why you would want to, you know, desecrate the cemetery. That's the way it works. Right. Or they, they really were fighting against the Nazis, though. So, yeah, that, that, that kind of is pro-Israel. So, um, yeah. I like it. I like it. That, you really made a very nice connection there. In, in a I sense, yeah. I, I appreciate that. The, the Hamas people are, of course, they aren't fascists and Nazis. Yeah. And they, they're using even worse tactics than the Nazis did. At least, yeah. at least the Nazis knew to cover up or try to cover up what they were doing. Anyway, they, it's, just, it's just awful. Uh, let, let's hear from this one protester and just listen to the ignorance dripping from his mouth. Just, it's, it's unbelievable. We are demonstrating here to mark three months of the genocide in Gaza, which has taken the lives of 22,000 plus souls in 92 days. What we're standing in front of right now is the federal building, which is the closest monument to the United States federal government, which currently is sending $3.8 billion a year to support Israel's genocidal campaign on the people of Palestine. That's your money going into weapons of war to kill my family. Okay, so a couple of things, uh, $3.8 billion. Uh, it's actually more of loans than anything else, but that's another story altogether. Uh, genocide, of course, that's madness for him to say that. Then he says 92 days. No, it was 92 days since October 7. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> but it's not been 92 days since uh, Israel went into Gaza, which was about a month later. Yeah. So he's, he's got his facts wrong there. But, but let's not quibble. The right. fact is this guy is trying to say somehow, you know, this is your tax dollars. Uh, we're destroying, uh, you know, Gaza and we're participating in this horrific evil. But he believes this. Yeah. He really believes it. And he's this guy, to look at him, you don't see him. Um, he does not appear to be a Palestinian or Muslim descent of any kind. I'm just taking a wild guess here. He looks like a regular college punk yeah. that is looking for meaning, yeah. right? And, and that's why he, he's taking this video. That's why he's narrating this whole thing. It's about creating self-importance. He has no idea. The facts don't matter. No. The reality doesn't matter. No. They've given him a narrative, and he's running with it. Yeah. Let's continue. Okay, so that was, it was a nice rhyme. You got to give it to her. So Biden, Biden, you're a liar. Uh, you're seeing that there's a lot of frustration with, with Biden because he's really, I mean, I have to give it to him. He, he's really at a tough place. On the one hand, his Democratic base, you know, is, tends to be, those who are supportive of Gaza tend to be Democrat. Yeah. I don't know of any Republican, in fact, but I'll, I'll allow for one or two Republicans out there. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Kenneth Owens, for one of them, what a schmuck. Yeah. Anyway, she's, you know, I, I, I can't believe I even dated her. It's just not, now <laughs> you I'm, were a cute couple, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. It, was, it was nice, but something changed in her, and yeah, yeah, those were the days, Candace. Anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, there are very few Republicans that are pro-Gaza, pro-Palestinian, uh, for that matter, in this circumstance, at least. But they... They, they, he's got a tough time, Biden, yeah. because 
everyone that is animated about Gaza is a Democrat. And he's not doing enough. I think the only thing that they would that would please them is if somehow he pulled every single cent from Israel uh, and actively gave money and munitions to Gaza to fight Israel. Then they would say, "Okay, you know that that's cool. Yeah, we we don't we don't uh, we don't begrudge you for doing that." And and he won't gain any votes for it, (laughs) but he wouldn't lose any votes for it. That's the best he could hope for. And right, yeah. and and we and and now the other side, people like myself, we begrudge him for not doing enough right. to support Israel. Israel's the only democracy; uh, it's been our best ally for decades, and and here he is, kind of telling Netanyahu what to do, what not to do, and and we're saying, who the f are you to tell you know a sovereign country right. how to conduct a war uh, from people that are literally raping and beheading and mutilating just one mile away, less than a mile away from their, the southernmost town. Right. So who, who are you? So, so we're fresh. So he's, he's losing votes right and left, literally. And just to make it apparent, like Netanyahu is not a puppet who was installed by the United States government like Zelensky. There is a difference. Just to add that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to add that. That's a nice touch there, Devin. I liked it. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's Gaza. And uh, I think he's got a really big problem. The, the, the war will widen. Uh, we now had uh, major attacks upon Houthi terrorists who were trying to attack America. I guess he got on the stick finally. But even then, he just kind of hit a couple of uh, sites of the Houthi uh, rebels. And uh, it does sound like a Star Wars sort of group, right? The Houthi rebels, yeah. That's a. We must destroy the Houthi rebels. The Ewok mortal enemies. The <laughs> That's right. The, the, the mortal enemy. The mortal enemies of the Ewoks are the Houthi rebels. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, Jabba the Hutt used to belong to the Houthi rebels too. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he didn't know that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> return of the Houthis. Okay, <laughs> we digress. Uh, okay, so. They're attacking, but they're not really doing very much. They should be pulverizing yeah. the Houthi bases, uh, destroying them completely, going to Yemen, doing everything. And, but they, the time to do that or to do anything aggressive was much earlier yeah. so that the Houthis wouldn't even think of starting any clashes in the first place. But no, they, you just can't do it. You just can't saying, keep saying, well, we're, you know, don't do that. Don't, you know, wagging the finger or else or else. That bullies don't understand that. They don't understand. Certainly, terrorists don't understand that. Yeah. The the they, no terrorist has, have, has ever said, "Oh my gosh, Biden has said, please don't do that. Don't." You know that famous phrase he he said, "We have one word for you: don't." <laughs> and sure sure enough, they did, yeah. and we didn't respond. A lot of didn't and don't and does and did in this in this whole you know escapade here. It's a disaster for Biden. Yeah. It's a disaster. But, you know, he, he understands disaster. He's a specialist in disasters. Yeah. That's right. We got, we've got the, of course, the um, Hamas situation, the Afghanistan situation, um, pulling out, that is, the Ukrainian situation. All of it is a disaster. Yeah. He did, in, in Ukraine, he didn't know to, to actually have a, a plan as to what he wanted out of this. And the plan should have been, look, we're going to create a situation. We're going to help the Ukrainians create a situation where you, the Russians, can never gain any land. Yeah. Okay? We're just, you're going to have a tough time. That, that would be a great way of doing it. 
Instead, he insisted that whatever the Ukrainians want, that's what we want also. No. I mean, it would be nice if he said that about Israel. No, in Israel, he has no problem telling, you know, handcuffing the Israelis at least one hand behind their back. That, that he has no problem doing. But when it comes to the Ukrainians, you know, let, let them do everything. No plan whatsoever. Yeah. At least the Israelis have a plan. Yeah. Um, but then, then there's the immigration issue. Oh, okay, immigration, he has no handle on, uh, but he, he wants to have no handle. He's purposefully, we, we know this. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, we talked about bear hunting before, right? Yeah. This ain't about bear hunting. <laughs> and he wants as many people to stream into through the southern border as possible. Yeah. And he could, I mean, literally, he could stop it today yeah. by a series of quick executive orders, then you know, formalized by the, the House uh, and the Senate, and you're, you're good. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Just reenact the, the stay in Mexico policy. They keep on talking about it, by the way. They keep on saying, you know, they're looking into reenacting the stay in Mexico policy, but they're, they're doing it very slowly. Yeah. Like one day they'll get to it. In the meantime, we have 10,000 people got from God knows where, not just Mexico, uh, coming in from all parts of the world, uh, 10,000 of them yeah. every day. Right. So, you know, like what's, what's to stop them from just con- you know, continuing on to do this until they feel like, okay, we, we finally achieved uh, a certain, what's the number, uh, um, critical mass. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the word I'm looking for. And, and it's, I guess the critical mass has never been reached because they, they still are letting them be poor, pouring in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they won't stop until, I guess, America is destroyed. Is that the, yeah. is that the idea? In the meantime, there's a... Um, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the New York schools, because they've been oh, shipping them yeah. to New York schools. So they've taken over the New York schools so that they can house these immigrants. And now the kids are learning remotely, presumably through Zoom or something like that. Uh, and that worked out really well. That was a good system yeah. in COVID. It, everyone thrived as a yeah. result of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, you got to take the, the good with the bad here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the good news is that they'll learn better that way, right? Exactly. What's that you say? No, it won't be. <laughs> the thing is, okay, now you're living in a school gym. Um, what's the the end goal of this? Like, it's it was really better to live in a New York City school gym than in Venezuela. Like, let's take a very Venezuelan name like Robert. So Robert comes here, and he now he's in a, like, yeah, Robert. And he's in Chicago in, like, some shelter. That's better. And the people, do they want to hire them or are they doing something else with them? If they want to hire them, they're not going to give Robert minimum wage. Robert's not going to get, like, work under OSHA conditions. So why is Robert here? What do they want Robert to do? Yeah, they, they can't expect anything. But a lot of people, at least I'm, I'm led to believe, a lot of these immigrants are saying, hey, this, the, the streets are not paved with gold after all. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean yeah. it, you know, in, in somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but yeah. they, 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 it's not paved with gold, and we're going to go back. Yeah. Some of them are going back. I think, I think it's probably a trickle going back. Yeah. But it's interesting to, to hear uh, that they actually had a better, you know, all things considered, in their home countries than they have it here. Right. But the good news is, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, I, 
Look, I mean, yeah. I went out with, you know, her, <laughs> who I went out with. You went out with, right. was Alexandra. Uh, how, was she nice to you? I mean, Jaya Paul was very abusive. Uh, but oh, I, yeah, I her, made her happy. Sometimes she wouldn't hit. Someday she wouldn't <laughs> hit her bite. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Uh, so AOC has a solution to the border crisis. And I want you to hear it because oh, yeah. it, it's, it's so simple and so straightforward. It's like, why didn't we think of this? Yeah. Why? From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall, or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. and, uh, genius. Yeah. Just genius. Uh, why, why didn't you think of that, you schmuck? I'm a stupid person. Why didn't you do <laughs> documenting these people? Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I think she thinks it's an all an Oprah Winfrey show, you know, like, and you get a document and you're, you get a document and you get a passport. I mean, everyone, get, everyone wins that way. It, right. it's, it's a win-win situation. You document them and they become fantastic citizens. Yeah. That's it. No problem. Right. And all you other schmucks who are coming legally and are waiting years for your oh. green card and then waiting then in turn for your citizenship. Tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars. You don't count. No. No. The important thing is to document these people. Right. Yeah, and, and allow them to vote, of course. Right. Woo. And everyone's so excited. And you could tell she's you, you can't see it on the video from here, but she's like re-pleased with the applause. Like she's <laughs> like, yep, I'm brilliant. I am so woo. People are just Listening to me, I, I just have words of wisdom to share with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, look, it, it's, it's a concerted plan. We all know it. Uh, Biden thinks he's playing the game right. Uh, Mayorkas uh, thinks that it's the most secure border ever. I'm doing everything I can. It's, it's wonderful. He's admitting that there are some things could be a little bit better, but nevertheless, what am I to do? I, I just don't know. I, you know, like... And, and Coulter said it very well. Well, turn off the faucet. Yeah. Just turn off the faucet. But it's flooding. I, what, what am I to do? Yeah. Well, why don't you start, start off by turning off the faucet? Right. It's as simple as that. Well, we should get mops and, and towels and everything else so that we can, you know, keep the flooding at bay somehow. Turn off the faucet. No, that would be ridiculous. We'll make we, them transgender. <laughs> okay, the transgender thing is somewhat irrelevant, but I like it. I like it because everything is irrelevant in yeah. the Biden administration, and everyone knows it too. Yeah. Everyone knows it. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got some big issues for the upcoming twenty twenty four election. As you know, uh, at this as we speak today, Christie has uh, pulled out. Uh, he says that it's. Uh, not exciting time for him. It, it, it doesn't have a path to win. Yeah. No, no S, Sherlock. Yeah. You don't have a path to win. Give me a break. Uh, he, he never had a path to win, but he's doing it now. Apparently, he had, he's going to now endorse, I, I, I presume, Nikki Haley. And uh, somehow that will get her closer to, you know, in, in, in whatever, striking distance with Trump. Uh, th that's a bad plan. And he, he hates Trump. He will do everything he can to stop Trump, which is interesting because when he, he was the first one to bow out in 2016 and he endorsed Trump right away. So he loved Trump back then and now he hates him. Now, it's okay. I understand. He, you know, people change their minds. I get that. But he certainly has gone from one super extreme to the other super extreme. Yeah. Uh, the guy is, you know, he's, he's a loser. 
Yeah. Uh, but you know, don't put them, don't put them out for another try. Uh, you know, in twenty twenty eight or twenty thirty two, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But he's uh, he's a wackadoodle. Anyway, going back to the uh, the election itself, Trump continues a very commanding lead. There's not even any chipping away at that lead, not even by one or two points. There, there is some uh, success by Nikki Haley vis-a-vis DeSantis, yeah. but neither of them are going to win. Yeah. Neither. I mean, something so drastic has to happen before any of these other second-tier candidates can possibly get on stage uh, and actually be considered a real threat. It, it just won't happen. And the way I describe it is, you know, that these people are understudies, yeah. hoping that the main actor gets sick that day, you know, <laughs> and and in this case, you know that 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 he will be taken off the ballot. He'll be criminally indicted and and convicted rather, and somehow that will prevent him from running. Right. I don't know. That's what maybe that's what they hope for, uh, because there is a lot of time between now and the the election, and certainly now and the nomination process. So. Who knows is what they're thinking. And they just keep on plowing through. I, I have to give them some respect. Although I think DeSantis has really faltered. I mean, he, he was a big disappointment. Um, I, I, really, I, I really wish he had not run. Yeah. I just, that way, had he not run, this is, what, this is what the narrative would be. It would be, you know, DeSantis, I really wish he had run. You know, why isn't he running? He's our hope. Uh, today's, uh, you know, this year's not my time. Uh, perhaps in 2028, uh, perhaps another time. But uh, this time, I, I'm bowing out of this. I, I've got important work to do in Florida. And uh, I wish Godspeed, uh, and I will support who the nomination is. He could be a kingmaker. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah. He, he chose to get in the fray. And now he's lost all this mojo. Yeah. I mean, I, if he does run in 2028, nobody will be as excited anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Had he just stayed out of the fray, he would have... Everyone would be chomping at the bit for his run in 2028. Right. This would be a glorious moment for him. Uh, look, I can't blame him. Too many people whispered in his ears, it's your time, Ron. It's your time. Do it now. And he did it. Right. And now he's so far behind. It, it, there's no way he can, he can come up uh, and, and defeat Trump, at least. Right. And he could have been the vice president. And then easily, Trump only gets one more term. Could have been like, you know, then he suddenly has a nomination. It, it Like, all he had to do was just be cool, support Trump that everyone does. Everyone liked him only because he supported the same policies as Trump. And VP, then president. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting. It could have easily done that, right? Easily. easily yeah. That's oh, a shame. Well, look, uh, in the meantime, they're very concerned about Biden. Uh, you know, you've heard him say these meandering comments at that church. And this is not the first time he's made meandering comments. He's, he's all over the place. I uh, can't seem to hold a, a thought, you know, for any length of time. He can't seem to know which direction to walk. Uh, so, look, and I don't say that in a mean-spirited way. It's just it's a reality. He he's just doesn't belong in the presidency. This man has dementia. I, you know, look, a lot of people have dementia. I understand it. But that's, it's not about you know, compassion for people with dementia. It's, I don't think people with dementia should be president. Right. Okay? That, I, I hope I'm, I'm not a minority on this, but maybe I am. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know people for dementia, with dementia, I, God love them. Look, my, my dad yeah. uh, you know, had dementia, very serious. Uh, toward the end, thankfully, it was a very short period of time. But it was not a pretty time. And he died of dementia. 
And my mom, sadly, also has it. So, you know, I'm, I'm well aware of this. This is not against people with dementia. I'm against people who have dementia in the White House. Yeah. Okay? That's all. And it's not just the president. It's anybody who is serving the president, for that matter. Yeah. There, there's, your time has come and gone. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, you get the point. So they're, they're scrambling now. Uh, you know that they're scrambling, looking for an alternative at this point. All the polls are suggesting that Trump would slaughter Biden. Uh, they have other polls that show that Nikki Haley would do even better against Biden. And I understand that because the, the, the theory is that, look, Nikki Haley is not as toxic as Trump. And a lot of people would be happy to vote against Biden so long as it wasn't Trump that they're voting for. Uh, and Nikki Haley, well, she seems you know, presentable and she's very articulate and she's got a lot of positions that they agree with. And she seems to be more moderate. So, yeah, I'll vote for her. Uh, even, you know, my brother, who is uh, quite, quite a liberal, he says, I, I can see myself voting for her. Right. So there's a few people who say that. Right. But so, so I understand it. So the polling suggests that Nikki Haley would actually fare better than Trump would against Biden. OK. Yeah. Doesn't mean she would be a better president. But in terms of winning, she might win better. Right. I don't know. Uh, but they're still scrambling because Biden is going to lose either way. Yeah. And uh, that's tough for them. So, that, so they're thinking now about, wait for it, wait for it, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michelle Obama is now kind of in the fray. And uh, she's going on the interview circuit. She's not saying, of course, that she's running for president. But she's kind of uh, indicating, you know, I might be ready. Yeah. And she's worried. And she's already expressing the, the need for somebody to fight Trump and to make sure that we need to preserve our, our democracy. So listen to her important and very important words. And why aren't people voting? Are we too stuck to our phones? I mean, those are the things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm -hmm. And you wonder... Where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. I just want to ask, do you, do you, take, do you take things for granted also? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you take it for yeah. granted. Yeah. 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 What kind of other mineral might you take? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iron, maybe, a little bit? Yeah. What is it, TR? I, was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, she, I think she actually th thinks that the word is granite. Probably. I take yeah. it for granite. Yeah. I take this for granite. This yeah, no, I, I thought there was stone. No, it's granite. No, marble? No, <laughs> so granite. I took it for granite. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really even do anything. And I'm like, oh, my God. Does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. <laughs> don't take that democracy for granted. It is not marble. It's either granite or it's democracy. I don't know which one it is, but, you know, I, I think she should really get a distinction. Anyway, she, she loves government. You can see this. Government does everything for us. I think she really wants that to happen. We, we want government to do as little for us as possible. We want limited government. Obviously, I don't need to... to explain the, the basic separation of how we believe, believe between uh, Republicans and Democrats. But she really believes this stuff. And, and, and she's right that, yes, our leaders make a difference. Yeah. 
Um, and I think Trump proved that, right? He, he was able to completely reverse uh, so many of the bad policies of the Obama administration and, for that matter, the Democrats, generally speaking, and really saved this country. Yeah. I mean, we were going in a fantastic direction. People look back on, on his time, what, January 2017, to, uh, through, you know, through COVID, obviously, you know, taking COVID out of it, but, but doing fantastic work on everything, the economy, the border, uh, the the North America NATO and pushing back on that and the Mexican free trade agreement, and then of course uh, helping with Israel, moving the embassy. Oh, okay. uh, no no wars. Abraham no wars. Peace. Abraham peace accords. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the new tax code, reducing inflation. Uh, just incredible things that he did. Yeah. Uh, lowest unemployment uh, in Black history. Yeah. Uh, it's breathtaking yeah. how good he was, and people know it. Yeah. But you know she. You know, she's warning. Do, do, do not take this democracy for granted. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I, I worry that we do. Those are the things mm. that keep me up. Mm. Are people going to vote? And why aren't people voting? Are we too stuck to our phones? I mean, yeah. So uh, no, that's re- re- repeating itself. Yeah. But that is, uh, uh, will they vote? Of course they'll vote. I, I have no worry about people. And you know what? The Democrats are going to make sure that they vote. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And they're going to make sure they vote very many times. Okay? Everybody in the Democratic Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All those, <laughs> those people in the cemetery, they'll be voting the way the Democrats want them to vote. It's, it's a really, it's a very, I have to say, you know, like they always, they use every part of the cow, yeah. right, for, for whatever. I, I have to, even as a vegan, I have to respect they use the, the, the cow's tongue. Yeah. They use the cow's feet, you know, for this purpose and the, that purpose. Nothing goes to waste skin, with every yeah. cow. The skin, yeah. of course, leather, right? Yeah. And I think the Democrats see the American voter that's the voting system that same way. Yeah. That, wh- why should dead people not be able to vote? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's very simple. And why shouldn't they be able to vote many times? You can squeeze this, this towel a lot. You can get a lot more water out of this than you may have thought. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, boy, get him to vote over and over again. That's uh, anyway, Michelle Obama. What do you think? Do you, do you think that she's got a decent shot at, at uh, running and uh, being chosen to to run instead of uh, Biden? Or and, and if she, if she does have that, what do you think her chances are? I think like if you really see Michelle, if you've ever like Bill Clinton, whether you like him or hate him, like. Everybody loves him when they're in the room with him. He's electrifying. He's fun. He connects with everyone. I've heard from so many people, even who hate him, that when you're talking to Bill Clinton, you're the only person in the world room. And it's just magical. Donald Trump's very much like that, too. If you're actually around him, you're someone special. He takes care of you. He, it's about you, not him. Michelle Obama, I've never seen her actually enjoy being around any human being. I've never seen her actually she like politics is persons and I don't they they can do the thing with Biden where she's just, you know, like a poster and she never talks with people but it it's really hard Kamala Harris was such a wonderful thing for Biden because that's what you have to leapfrog over. A a French Canadian woman from Indian descent that everyone calls black is and Jamaican is somebody that like unless you have Michelle Obama Gavin Newsom cannot overcome that. He's a white guy, even though he's rich and powerful. It's a very, very interesting time. Unless, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's going to be, you know, a black swan event, which is unpredictable, although I'm predicting it 
that it's going to come as everyone is. But I don't think Michelle Obama actually enjoys politics in any way, you know? Well, she wouldn't have any problem with uh, being president yeah. because her husband would be dictating what she needs to do. Right. Don't worry, honey. I got this. <laughs> this is what I would do. I'm not saying nothing what you should do, honey, yeah. but this is what I would do. But, you know, but who knows? Maybe Michelle was the one who was actually controlling everything during uh, Barack Obama's yeah. uh, tenure. So I, anyway, I, 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 look, I know that she's popular um, among some people, some you know, young ladies, maybe single ladies, I'm sure she would clean up. Right. Um, and of course, a, a lot of other groups, black groups, I, I assume that they'll vote for her, not only because she's a Democrat, but because she's black. Right. I think that that definitely is a, is a helpful factor. So that's why I think the Democrats will push for her. Yeah. She's a woman. She's black. She's familiar. She they perceive her to have a lot of popularity. Uh, she's, you know, perceive her to be elegant or whatever. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen with Michelle Obama. I don't know. I, I, I feel confident that Biden cannot possibly run. I just, I, he's so unpopular. Yeah. They can't ignore the polls. Right. They can't say, let's, let's continue on with this crazy guy. Um, because he'd be taking them over the cliff yeah. with him. I, 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 don't, I just can't see it. At some point, somebody's got to pressure him to step aside, yeah. whether that's for Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or anybody else. I don't know. I just can't see that Biden himself would stay the nominee. Right. Trump, uh, you know, God willing, he, he stays uh, on the scene. I, I think he has every intention of doing it. He loves the attention. I think he's a fantastic leader. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think he's bombastic. I don't. I think he's very confident. That's what I want in a leader. I, I, he, he loves his positions. He thinks he's got the right answers. And yeah, you know what? That's what I want in my leader. I do. I, I think all the toxicity that they talk about about Trump is garbage. It, I think it's, it, they create the toxicity. They create all these false charges against him, including the Russian collusion hoax. And they say, look, there's all sorts of allegations surrounding him. Well, you created these allegations. And then you, then you say, look, look, he's toxic. Right. Come on. Yeah. That's, it's such nonsense. So... Uh, Trump is going to remain in. Uh, God, God forbid that his health somehow deteriorates. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and Biden, well, he's got some serious serious. So the Democrat Party really has a big problem here. Now, I don't put anything past the Democrat Party. I do not assume anything for a second when it comes to what this election will be in 2024. I will not be saying this is a lock. Okay? I don't think even Trump's saying this. Um, the, the, the so many different avenues of cheating in a quiet way, in a loud way, in an underhanded way, uh, in a pressured way. Uh, you know, the, there's little things that people can do. Uh, look, a lot of these, even the post office, you know, which is, I, I, this is not my idea, by the way. Somebody, came up, somebody else came up with this, and I thought it was a really good observation. And, and he said, look, if I'm thinking about it, they're doing it, yeah. which is the post office workers. They see that mail-in ballots are coming in yeah. from, let's say, this or that conservative area because it says so where it's coming from. Now, they don't know for sure whether or not the guy's a conservative voter or liberal voter. But by and large, that particular town or part of the town is conservative. Right. So they'll throw it away. Yeah. And all the Democrat ones, well, they'll, you know. 
move it forward. They, they won't even have to open up the ballots to check it, you know, which would be clearly uh, electioneering tampering, right? Clearly. But if they could just kind of uh, forget to process these conservative town votes, well, then you've got a big problem. Right. So it, there's too many things. This is, this is the problem of not just focusing on that one day, on that one Tuesday, and making it happen. That's it. I, I, this is, it's getting to be ridiculous. And the avenues for mischief are just too many. And when people don't have a sense that their elections are going to be fair, that's when you have a real threat to democracy. That's the big problem. So something's got to give. Uh, we've got to go back to the, the old ways. Mail and ballots, you know, all this harvest, uh, ballot harvesting crap has got to go. We have to have identification. These things are the beginnings of getting back to normality, the way things really should be. All right, folks, uh, listen, thank you so much. Let's, let's uh, pray for our country. There are so many things happening now. We, we cannot uh, stop and, and let go of this country for what it is. It's, it's just too great a country to give up on. Thank God we have uh, Donald Trump who understands this. He fights for us. Uh, he understands that there's a real swamp in Washington, D.C. There's some real bad corruption going on there. There's a madness going on there. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's so many lies that, that percolate out of Washington. And look, and, and every time they accuse uh, of a lie, you know that there's another lie that they're covering up. It's, it's, it's always been the way. Every time there's a threat to democracy, it means that they're the ones threatening democracy. Every time they're talking about white supremacy, it means that there's another thing they're trying to uh, distract your attention away from. That's the way it works with them. We will win in 2024. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I'm not making 100%. It's not a slam dunk, but we have to get out there. Yeah. I don't want any complacency. I don't think there will be complacency this time. Uh, no, to the yeah. extent there was in 2020, because of uh, not wanting to do mail-in ballots, because of COVID, because of whatever, uh, because people stayed away from the ballot box, maybe because of fear of COVID. I don't know. But there won't be any complacency this time. We are, we're going to get out there in full droves. Uh, we just have to be smart about it, uh, not say stupid things, not put up ridiculous candidates. Um, Trump is a good candidate. He's our leader. Uh, I want him, I want four more years of what he did in the past. Because, uh, you know, uh, bombastic and bad tweets and all that stuff, I'll take him any day. Because all I care about is the, are the results. All right, folks, Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.